And David Lomman joining me for another week. Hello, David. How are Hi, you? Dave. A topic today. What are we looking at? We're looking at sleep. Everyone needs it. Not everyone gets enough. It's the importance of sleep. That's what we'll concentrate on as we do the show today. And of course, we'll be inviting some phone calls a little later on too. Absolutely. If you have something you'd like to ask David a question of, our naturopath 49216216 is the phone number. And we will be talking about sleep here at 2NURFM. We'll be back in a matter of moments. It's 13 past 12. Newcastle and the Hunter Valleys, 2 and URFM 103.7. It's health and well-being with uh, David Lomond joining us today for our sponsor, which is balancetowellness.com.au. You can go there and find out all the details. It's a quarter past 12. David, talking about the importance of sleep today. Yes, Dave. Um, sleep's one of those things that a lot of people don't think about it. They just go and do it. But for some people in the community, it is the bane of their life. They go to bed, they lie there, they can't go to sleep. Or... They wake up two, three o'clock in the morning, maybe, and they can't go back to sleep. And there's reasons for that. And often the reason is an underlying anxiety that they haven't dealt with in their life. It can be a childhood issue that was never dealt with. It's just carried forward, 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 forward. A lot of women find that after they have children, they can't go back to sleep very easily because they're so much on alert for the child's cries and everything else that they just become hypersensitive mm. and they carry that hypersensitivity through so really anything we haven't dealt with in our life has the capacity to cause us to react in an adverse manner and we just bury the real cause of it underneath and we never really tackle it efficiently david what can be the impacts on the body if we don't get enough daily sleep we don't rebuild our body like sleep is one of those areas of life like relaxation where we actually get the chance to rebuild our body. Our body takes that time, the rest time, the brain waves calm down. We go from a beta brainwave state to a very low alpha state or sometimes even into a very low theta state, which means that the brain waves just slow right down and the energy of the body is directed towards rebuilding the cellular tissues of the body, doing the waste disposal, cleaning things out, and doing everything else that needs to be doing. Is there a certain amount of sleep that we should have every night? At least six hours. Mm -hmm. Some people need eight. Those people with chronic fatigue need to get at least six or more hours every night and probably a nap through the day as well. So, but at the same time, you need to be re rebuilding the metabolism. You need to be looking at what is causing the underlying problem with sleep and then being able to do something with the cause rather than just try to patch up the symptom. Now, listen, this is our top today. Uh, our topic today is sleep. If you'd like to give us a call, you may be having a question, maybe an area which is uh, really a, a problem for you in that area. If you'd like to give us a call, 49216216. David is here to take your calls, 49216216. There's a, a free line there waiting for you to get through and have a chat to David on the Health and Wellbeing Program right now. Now, when it comes to sleep, David, is there any tips you can give us on what we can do to get the most amount of sleep for our night? Well, the four things we talked about last uh, over the last four weeks, the amount of water that we drink, the correct hydration, the 33 mils per kilo of weight, getting the right food into the body so that we're not in a hyperglycemic state, which means that the energy is going bouncing up and down through the day. And then when it comes time to sleep, you might drift into sleep, then come straight back out of it again, because you just come awake and alert because of low blood sugar. The other area is in 
um, the biochemical balance with the right minerals and getting the right enzymes to do the digestive work. With a lot of my clients, actually giving them extra enzymes has helped them to sleep more. So it, it depends on the individual what their issue is. Now, what about some things that you shouldn't have when you're about to go to sleep? Oh, maybe off the top of my head, I could think about maybe a Coca-Cola or a soda drink or a caffeine coffee. Any, any caffeine yeah. is a stimulant. Even having fruit in the latter half of the day, especially if you're trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. if you're trying to lose weight, it's really important to have the fruit in the early part of the day, not in the right. latter half of yes. the day. What would happen then? What can the fruit do to you? Well, it can cause a spike in the blood sugar, but it also gives you energy you don't need at that time of day. You know, unless you're working shift works or doing something else where you'd, you'd tailor your diet to be very specific for what your needs are. But we're all different. So as an individual, we have to be treated individually and we have to look at our own body as an individual body and say, what works best for this body? Okay, then. We're going to take a short break. When we come back in a moment, we'll continue talking about sleep. Great, Dave. It's 2 in your FM's Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomond is with us here. Now 20 past 12 at 2 in your FM, 103.7. Easy listening, 2 in your FM, 103.7. 25 past 12. We love your company on a Tuesday afternoon. It's 2 in your FM's Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomond is with us, and it's the importance of sleep. We've got to get our sleep. Otherwise, we just can't function properly, David. No, we can't, and that's that's the bottom line of it. And um, I, if I can just throw a name in there, I think um, uh, if you look at the politicians who don't sleep or haven't slept, and some of those politicians who think they can run their life on two or three hours sleep, they have meltdowns, they break down, mm. they they just don't. And I think that happened with our last prime minister. Mm. You know that he was just all the work that he had to do and everything else, he just looked ragged. You covered it there, but it is the chance that our body goes and repairs itself, uh, replenishes anything we need to be replenished. It needs time to do that. And if you don't give it time to do that, not good. Yeah, not good at all. And also, the people who don't sleep generally don't know how to relax. You know, they just have no idea of how to just sit quietly and to be able to relax their bodies. So if they actually learnt to tune in with their body, they would find out that their body needs sleep. What portion of the general public do you think needs assistance to sleep? Probably 25%. Mm. And how do they get that assistance? In what ways do they help to try and make themselves sleep? CA therapist. um, I'd use RBT analysis, find out where their biochemistry was. Other practitioners would do different things. But um, have a relaxation massage, have uh, training in relaxation, in mindfulness. Um, Do one of these courses that are out there that can actually make a difference in their lives. Of that 25% that are having trouble sleeping and need assistance in sleeping, how many of those would be dependent on medication to assist them to sleep? A lot of them. Yeah. Uh, You know, because it's easier to take a pill than it is to do anything active in your life to correct a causative problem. And people tend to reach for the pill rather than look at the cause and say, what's the cause of this and what can I do about this cause? Because they're, they're used to looking at it purely from the point of view is I can't sleep and therefore when they go to sleep, I'm trying to go to sleep, I'm trying to go to sleep and I can't sleep and I can't sleep and all they're doing is totally focusing and I can't sleep and whatever we believe to be true becomes true. So if our belief is we can't sleep, then that becomes our our motto, that becomes our mantra, if you like, and that becomes what we actually act out in our life. 
a lot of people say, hey, I can't sleep. I've got so many worries. I've got financial problems. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I just can't get to sleep. Yeah, and that's true. They have got financial problems. They have got worries, and none of that, if you have the training, needs stop you being able to sleep. But people have to be aware that there are there are different ways in which they can get that assistance and then get that help that is actually going to help them the most. Let's talk about some of those ways that we can get that help. Relaxation, mm-hmm. mindfulness, training of that nature, fixing the biochemic nature of their body so that their health problems go away. You know, sleep is just one of those integral parts of feeling healthy, waking up feeling great in the morning, just just bouncing out of bed and looking forward to the day. You know, when your feet hit the floor, you're ready to go. It's all about the motivation that we have within us to correct the imbalances in our life and our willingness to do that. Now, we mentioned one of the enemies of sleep would be caffeine and caffeine-oriented foods or drinks or drugs. What's something that can help you, can assist you? Like, say we're approaching sleep time, maybe coming an hour, hour and a half away from it. What's something that we could eat or possibly drink that will help slow us down? And there, is, there are some teas. There's relaxing teas. There's chamomile tea for those who don't mind the flowery taste. There's a tea called Sleepy Time. There's different types of herbal teas which are known to have sleep uh, support structures. So they actually do help. But learning to relax before you go to bed, learning when you get into bed, not just to try to go to sleep, but to actually read for a little while, mm-hmm. to get into that state of, okay, the day's ended, I'm just calm now. Um, uh, switching off the radio mm-hmm. and, and not being hooked on the all-night programs is another thing. One of the big things is to switch off the TV early, not to have the TV going and just get up from the TV, then go to bed and expect to sleep because the TV is an excitement machine. It's something which is there to rev you up and gear you up. Even though you may fall asleep in front of the TV, it's actually still going on in your subconscious and you're picking up the murders, the the uh, death and destruction and the news stories and all the rest of it. So switch off the TV Play some calm music. Do those sort of things that are going to benefit you. And just notice if you've got any health issues that need taking care of and do something about it. We're going to take a short break. You are listening to 2 and your RFM's Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomond with us for our sponsor, which is balancedtowellness.com.au. Now, if you've got a question you'd like to put to David, why don't you give us a call now? 49216216 is the phone number. 49 49- 216216. Maybe you've got a, a problem or a question around that area of sleeping or something to do along those lines. Give us a call now. We'll talk to you after this. 2NURFM 103.7. Newcastle and the Hutter Valleys, 2NURFM 103.7. Tuesday afternoon, 26 to 1. It's Health and Wellbeing and Atropath David Lomond is with us. Today we're focusing on sleeping and we've got Michael on the line. Hello, Michael. How are you doing there? Hello, boys. How do you go for sleeping, Michael? Well, actually, um, I'm a shift worker, so a question I have for David is um, I fall asleep quite easily, but um, only sleep for three or four hours, and then I'll just wake up enough to recognise the time and then fall back asleep again and uh, find it very frustrating. Hi, Michael. Um, I mean, that really would be frustrating. Do you go back into the deep sleep again when you do that? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I do because then I sort of won't wake up again for another two or three hours. Okay. Um, before I started shift work, which I have been on for quite some time, I always did sleep a full 
eight hours, yep. um, whether it's an age-related thing or whether it is the shift work, I'm, I'm unsure. You know the thing I'd target there, Michael? I'd target the frustration. Yep. I'd yep. be looking at that frustration and saying, I'm going back to sleep. What's the real issue here? I've, I've had two or three hours sleep. Okay, I woke up and look at the clock, but now I'm going back to sleep. And if you don't carry the frustration with you, you have more energy to actually do that sleeping thing. See, if we get frustrated by something, we either have to do something about it in your situation to have to look a bit deeper, or we let go of the frustration. We just say, okay, it seems like I'm going to wake up at this time of night regularly, look at the clock, then go back to sleep. Isn't that great? I can go back to sleep. Mm. Okay, Michael, thank you for your call, 49216216. I think we've got Christine with us. Hello, Christine. Hello, how are you, David? Very good, thanks, Christine. I'm, I'm bringing up about something else. My husband can't take Viagra due to a heart condition. I was just wondering, is there any alternative he could take? There are um, different herbs that he could take uh, that would be beneficial, but also getting him checked out totally checked out biochemically and find out what's going on with his body and there's a there's a great book called resurrecting sex by a guy called david schnarch s-c-h-a-n-a-r-c-h um which he is both a sex therapist and a marriage guidance counselor and he's studied this intensely so if that is something that is um uh, troubling your husband it, it's important that he also learns to rest and relax and clean out the arteries a little bit and get the whole body back into a more vibrant, healthy state and not be afraid of... Because sometimes people are told that if they do this or that, they might have a heart attack as well. Mm. So, you know, because th- there's often the fear-based response that comes along. Well, he is 74, so <laughs> he's got to expect a bit of this. Well, yes, but the, the actual response time to be aroused may be slower. It just doesn't mean that it needs to be non-existent, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. So looking at that book will give you some background information of things that can be done mm-hmm. and then see what else can be done that way. But cleaning up his diet, getting him checked biochemically... Um, finding out some of the other factors that are going on that he's, he, he may not be absorbing zinc, for instance, which will affect the sexual performance. Right. He may not have, he may be too acid, which will affect the prostate or even too alkaline, which will affect the prostate. Right. So it's just a matter of finding out where he is as an individual and helping support him back into his sexuality. Could RBTI assist? It would assist by doing an assessment of where he is biochemically. Okay, that might be an option there for you to have a look. Thank you for your call, Christine. Also joining us now, hello, Gwen, how are you today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Hello, Gwen. Hi. I have trouble getting to sleep, but then once I am asleep, I can't get enough. I don't do mornings at all. I could sleep till five in the afternoon from, you know, 11 at night. But like last night, I went to bed at, oh, probably 11, 11.30, and I was still awake at 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah. But of course, I had to get up, but on a night that I would go to sleep, say, at midnight, 
on a weekend, I'm still in bed at midday. I, I just can sleep and sleep and sleep. I can't get enough sleep. Yeah, and again, I'd look at that from the biochemic viewpoint. But Could it also be a bit look of chronic at fatigue, possibly? Well, the, the, well, it will lead to no. chronic fatigue. That pattern would lead to chronic fatigue because the body's not able to repair itself. The hours of sleep you get before midnight have been proven to be more important than the hours after midnight. So That's when right. we don't go to bed early, regularly, we're actually wearing down our body over time. So part of the importance of this is to look at your whole day, not just the sleep cycle part of it. Look at what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, what time you're going to bed, and then helping you relax so that you can actually go to sleep at a good time. And I would suggest something like a mindfulness course or a relaxation course. Um, I know some good people who do those courses that, that would benefit. So it, it's... It's more about what you're prepared to do at this stage, Gwen. You are listening to Two in Your RFM's Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomman is with us for our sponsor, which is balancetowellness.com.au. And we're talking about sleeping. Just to wrap up, what's your final thoughts this afternoon, David? Like anything, prevention is, is better than cure. So if you find that you're not sleeping, do something about it rather than waiting until your body breaks down. And then you find that it's much more difficult to get things back together. So, you know, I treat people sometimes that they haven't slept for 20 years and they've just had these continuous ongoing battles with sleep. And generally they're looking at sleep the wrong way. They are trying too hard to go to sleep rather than letting sleep become a natural part of their life by rebalancing the rest of their day and helping themselves in the best way that they can. Try and relax. Try and There's relax. There's the key. There's the key right there. Well, and anything we try to do. Some are saying easier work. said than done, David. It's easy for you to say that. Well, well, because the idea is you don't try. The idea is you just do it by getting somebody who's more skilled than you in doing that to help you to do it. So if I'm doing relaxation work with someone in the hypnotherapy type work that I do, it's, it's not about them trying to be hypnotized. They don't have to try at all. All they have to do is follow the voice and allow the voice to take them into a different state of being. And if something comes up which is um, disturbing them, then we deal with it as it's disturbing them. So we're not trying to run away from anything. We are just allowing the body to do what the body knows how to do. Great topic today. I think it's something we need to revisit in the near future. Love to, Dave. What about next week? Can you give us a slight insight into what you've got for a topic? I've got no idea at this stage. <laughs> okay. It's a um, blank canvas for us. Yeah, and if any listener likes to ring in and say, hey, why don't you deal with this, I'm quite happy to put it on the agenda. Okay. We'll be quite happy to have you back here with us next Tuesday. Thank you, and thank you to our callers today. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. That is 2 in your RFM's Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomman with us for another week. With thanks to our sponsor, balancetowellness.com.au. It is a podcast. If you missed it, if you have a friend who you know may be interested in what we spoke about today, you can visit it at 2 in your RFM.com. You will be able to download the podcast and have a listen to it.